Welcome to Jim's BBQ. Can I take your order? Let let let's let's get over it. Dave definitely stole. <laughs> I did have my one regret about it and not getting the Jurassic Park soundtrack for pretty cheap. Sal and the other and and Q and the other guys just like in the thing just be like, all right, now get ready to throw the mustard at him. He's like, oh shit, I saw that happen. <laughs> and he's like, we're gonna find this thing. Hello and welcome to episode two thirty one of Jim's BBQ podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Dylan. And I'm Sean. Whoa! Hello. Yes, yes it's the it's the crab crab shack trio. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> it, it's like one of those appetizers you get at the crab shack restaurant. Crab shack, yes, but also crab shack trio totally sounds like a jam band that you guys would go see. Uh, I would probably. go see the crab shack trio. I totally would. They'd like, be rocking. That's Jeff Dale's new band. Tell Jeff, be like, hey, got a good, if you ever start a new band, Crab Shack Trio. Hmm. I think okay. I'll like it. I don't know about that. Maybe. I'll bring I'll bring it up to him. I'll be seeing him on Friday, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jim's on assignment, so uh, Brother Sean is joining us once again. Uh, we're actually not going to do an infomercial with Brother Sean tonight. We we've got an episode. That's not of... what I was promised. What? Damn it! I'm out of here. <laughs> oh no! No no! You got to stay now, Sean. No, I know. Um, yeah, we're we're actually going to do. We got an episode chock full of other goodies for you that we're going to talk about. Um, and uh, it's been a little bit since we've been together, and. Uh, we uh we got a lot to talk about, man. A lot's been going on in the world of uh, Jim's BBQ and uh, uh, our ourselves, right, Dylan? I mean, yeah, whole lot of shit going on, whole lot of shit happening. Um, if you want to check out all of our stuff, come on, man. It's two hundred and thirty up, thirty some odd episodes in. You know where to get our bullshit from. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. It's like a very wrestling. Uh, uh, like promo quote or like promo it's like if you don't know yeah. where what, what is it it's like uh when people thought they were being cool on their answering machine and they're like you know, you know the drill <laughs> <laughs> very very uh beverly hills 90210 yeah <laughs> look I, I honestly know. if you're listening to us and you've been around this long you re- seriously, you really do know where to get all this stuff. You from. know the drill. You know the drill. You need to get very a fucking Dil- life. <laughs> very Dylan McKay of you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, this, I have no frame of reference for Beverly Hills and I have 210. Oh, I did the wrong way. Oh God, we love StreamYard, don't we? Um, what are you just, what's why are you just simping for StreamYard out of nowhere? Oh no, because we're on the video oh, screen because type of the deal. Screens. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can see each other. Yeah, we can see each other. We can interact. 
I can pretend I'm poking Dylan. <laughs> oh, you should have gone the other way. You kind of leaned into it. Oh, well, I'm not uh, doing it again. Yeah. It really oh, works oh. great on the audio format. Sean's poke. Uh, Sean, Sean was picking your nose. Oh, I'm a puppet. Yeah, we're going to edit all this bullshit out. Oh, I'm a puppet. <laughs> Okay. I so be. yeah, like I like I kind of kicked off the episode with man. There's been a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things happening. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Sean, what are you doing? I'm trying to poke you both. You know what? It's like you've never been on this before. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Sean's developed short-term memory loss. He's not poking anybody now. <laughs> he could. Okay. The, the, this episode will be called Sean Pokes. Yes. Oh my god. Like to poke people. Like, oh, we're bringing it back to like old school Facebook? Yeah, I was just gonna say, when don't, you would poke people Don't poke Facebook, the bear! I don't think I ever poked anybody on Facebook. I just remember it was like, you'd get the notification it's just like, oh, like who poked me? <laughs> and it would always be like a weird person. It would be like, okay. You like know. your mom? Or... No, it was not. Because I I was never friends with my mama on Facebook. Oh, I thought you said your mama. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's I a really... I clearly heard him say your mom, not your mama. <laughs> your mama. <laughs> Well, no, I thought you said I I was never friends with my mama. Oh. But no, it was I like, I was never friends with my mom uh, on Facebook. Oh, it was one of the, or, oh, so yeah. because I sound like an idiot, I, it makes me sound like an idiot. <laughs> it's a, for a second. No, I didn't even realize <laughs> it, though, that you did, did like a mom and then uh to kind of like do like a, a, a sentence extension. Yes. That it, it, it for, for me, I was like, did he really just say mama? And that is the right thing to just go, ooh. <laughs> like he's like fucking in Bohemian Rhapsody or something. Um, I, thought, I thought mama, I'm coming home. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. Motorhead's like most successful song ever. <laughs> I believe, uh, didn't Let Lemmy write that song? Did he really? I believe he did, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Wait, Lemmy wrote Mama, I'm Coming Home that uh, was Ozzy? I, he, I think so. He Or, like, he was involved in it somehow. Hold on a second. Uh, yeah. yeah, Ozzy Osbourne, Lemmy, Zach yeah. Wilde, Lemmy. Yep. Wow, the more you know. I didn't know that. It's a power ballad, and I think uh, Lemmy was quoted as saying, like, he made more money off of that uh, than he did... Um, with any motorhead song or something like that i could believe that because that made, song was fucking yeah. huge man he, just made, he made more money let's just say that he made money with that song yeah i i could totally see that although i mean i'm sure he probably made a fuck ton of money from wwe for uh all the uh triple h songs yeah that's true yeah 
but yeah, man, it, it's a, it's exciting to be back with you guys. And uh, we did have a lot going on and a lot of things happened in between the last, like the last time we recorded in today. Uh, but some, some stuff was good. Some stuff was not so good, but we'll, we'll get into it, man. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk and, uh, uh, we'll tell you some stories, Dylan, about what happened and what's been going on. And maybe you'll, you'll, uh, share some, uh, anecdotes of what's been going on in your world and we'll see, we'll see what, we'll see what comes of this. I know Sean's got some, uh, things coming up and some mm-hmm. things planned. I think he so wanted to I, talk so about I. that a little bit. So sure. Let, let's get right into it. So a couple weeks, what, three, four weeks ago now, Sean, we went to a record show mm-hmm. in um, in Buffalo. Like a record-setting show. Like, man, this was one for the records. And no, we actually not. went to a record show, like where you would buy uh, albums vinyl and CDs, albums. vinyl, if you will. Cassettes. Cassettes. 45s. They had it all, man. Uh, DVDs, VHS tapes, you name it, they had it. They had something else there, too, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I, or something else, I think, I suspect. Um, but we'll get into that in uh, due order. Uh, so, yeah, we went up. It was, what, on a Sunday uh, morning, early afternoon, Sean? And we, we got up there early, man. You You had me... You had me up, and I set an alarm for Sunday, which I don't normally do. And we were on the road by what, like nine o'clock? I think so. I think. Yeah. And uh, so the show was fun. It was great. Uh, I I bought way too much stuff. Um, got a really cool Stevie Ray Vaughan vinyl that I was really happy with. A Pearl Jam thing. Uh, a few other things. Uh, Dylan, when you came on, I was listening to some fish. I bought a live fish CD set. That was I was listening to that, jamming out to that earlier. It was really good. Uh, there, there was something else I bought, but I mean, we ran into some characters there, and some uh, there, there were some people that were price gouging a little bit. There are some things to look out for when you realize, you know, like if you shop around at a record store, you might find or a record show, you might find some better deals around the corner from another vendor. Just saying. Like literally around the corner, about thirty yeah. to forty dollars cheaper. Yeah, think of like a comic book show, and yeah. you see one vinyl, and you're like, "Oh, I'd really like this," but it's like fifty dollars. And then you go around the corner to the next booth, and the guy around the corner has the same exact vinyl, and he has it for twenty five dollars. That happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah, one guy in particular. I think with like a Tom Petty one that ultimately I got and the same guy that was kind of gouging, I think he wanted like something like 60 for it. And then I went around the corner and the guy I ultimately bought it from, I think it was like maybe 20, 25, something like that. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's good to shop around at these things. It was good though. I mean, there's so much stuff there and so much stuff to look at. And uh, I did buy one thing from uh, I did buy one thing from that one vendor that. Um, and it, it's a story I want to tell because it, it it's got a lot of different lessons about it. I feel and uh, there the, there was some it was something that was really cool. I thought it would be an awesome set to have. And I was really looking forward to listening to it 
so much so that we put it on after we left uh, the show, which I'm going to hold it up to you. It's a um, it's a Guns N' Roses three CD set from like when they started uh, doing the reunion shows with uh, Slash and Duff. So it's from the Apollo Theater in in New York City. So we we leave the show and uh sean and i are just like oh my god we spent a lot of money but we we're still going to go hit up a brewery and so we're jamming out to this thing we're listening to it we're like oh this sounds really good um we're traveling around sean puts the second disc on after we finish the first one and then i think we stopped somewhere and i happened to or no it was after i dropped you off right yeah yeah and i was like oh i'm gonna put the third i'm gonna put the third disc on i go and i open the case there's no third disc. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, nothing in the package. I'm, like, looking all over the place going, oh, fuck, man. So, lesson number one. When you buy something, Dylan, and it's already opened, maybe check make the sure fucking package. Make sure all pieces are intact. <laughs> yes. Make mm-hmm. sure all items are included that you're expecting. Yes. Check your fucking package, right? Yep, Exactly. So I, the other thing, the other thing about this was, you know, you know, like you go to a, you go to like a comic book show or whatever, you might go, you you might, so like a buddy of ours, Shad Nowicki, right? He's an artist. You've bought some artwork from him. You go see his booth at a show. What does he invariably have there? Like, Like things to sell, art to sell art to sell what else does he have he has like business cards and things with like his contact info and shit like that right mm-hmm. you know what the majority of these guys that were at the show didn't have was like business cards with their mm-hmm. information on it to like if i wanted to contact the guy what would i do to contact them there's a few guys that handed things out like and some of them were like for future shows and things like that and uh but it, nobody really had like a like a business card or anything like that it was very kind of like just it wasn't shady it was just kind of a very like low budget kind of thing you know what i mean well i imagine that some of those are i would imagine that some of those people are probably just folks who have a fuck ton of records for some reason or maybe right. they uh close or they had a store at one point and they closed mm-hmm. down, and this is what yeah. they just have in storage. They kind of roll yep. around every now and again, see what they can sell, and and whatnot. Yep. You know. Well, some people like even ask some of the vendors as we were standing and browsing through their products, like, "Is this like, do you have a store somewhere?" And they're, like, and most of them were like, "Oh no, I'm just selling out of my own collection, or yeah. or I sell on yeah. online, or what have you." Um, so when I got home, I was just like, oh, man, what the fuck am I going to do? So I, I had it in my mind. I was just like, all right. I, and I wasn't angry. I was kind of angry at myself, you know, like I was kind of like kicking myself for not, you know, being thorough and, you know, cause I even overheard somebody at one of the other tables go, oh yeah. When I buy like something like this, I always open it up to make sure the entire package is intact. Mm-hmm. 
And I heard them say that, and it was prior. It was earlier like, oh, in the. So obvious. You think like, ah, oh, it's obvious. Whatever. It was so. It was so earlier. It was earlier in the day, but it was so. It's. And it, you're right. It's so obvious, but I didn't give it a thought. Like when I went up to this booth, so I was just kind of like beat myself up about it, going, "Oh my god, I can't believe I did this." So I then. Um, I started doing some research about like the company that ran the event and they do them all over the place. I think they even did one like in Brooklyn recently. It's called uh record Brooklyn, riots in Brooklyn. Um, and they run, they run them all over the Northeast and whatnot. And, and the, the guy that I got in contact in with was really nice and everything. So I messaged, I messaged their Facebook page and the guy got back to me immediately. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Let me see what I can do for you. I described I, I described what the guy looked like and what he sounded like and where, where I thought he was from, just based on, like, a brief conversation I had with him. Because I was wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins jacket that I have, and he started talking about the Penguins and how much of a fan he was and stuff like that. So I thought maybe he was from Pittsburgh or somewhere near there. He was probably from Boardman, Ohio, would be my guess. <laughs> you just ran into Jim. Yeah. Well, if it was that son of a bitch, I would have known where to – I would have known <laughs> who to message. <laughs> so the guy, you know, the guy messaged me back a few times. He's like, hey, how much do you pay for it? You know, do you have a description? Da-da-da-da-da. Can you send me a picture of the item? so on and so forth so i'm doing all that and that was like all of a sudden like middle of the day monday all the conversation with the guy stopped and i was just like oh like and it went into tuesday and wednesday and thursday and i think thursday finally i think i talked with sean maybe and I think Sean was like, well, or maybe it was Liz. I can't remember which one. It was one of the two of you. You're like, why don't you just message him back and see what, see if he has an update? You know, what's the worst that could happen? So I messaged the guy back and this guy's not affiliated with who I bought the set from or anything. Right. He's just the guy that ran the show. And he, I go, Hey, you know, did you, did you get in touch with this guy or anything or did you figure or did you find anything out about, you know, the set? And he, he kind of within a minute or two, he responds back. He's like, yeah, he's like, uh, he didn't, he didn't, he doesn't have the third disc. It can't be found. I apologize. He's like, I can, if you send it to me, I'll PayPal you the money for the set, what you paid for it. This is the guy that ran the show. This isn't the guy that I bought it from. And I'm like, wait. And I messaged him back immediately. And I don't know if this is what you would have done, Dylan, but this is what I thought. Is I was, I was like, wait, no, hold on a minute. I was like, I appreciate that, that you're wanting to do that and do like a make good. But this isn't like on you. I was like, I made a mistake, but like, you know, I'm not going to like hold you to that, you know, like that doesn't, you know, I appreciate, yeah, you're trying to do that. And, you know, it's really nice, but it's not anything really that you, you know, that you should be accountable for. Well, it's on the guy too, that sold it to you. Right. 
Right. And I thought there were so many other ways, like maybe the guy could have uh like made good on it, maybe sent me something else, like just like as like a you know, like a a good you know, make good on it. So oh I'm sorry, here's you know another set or whatever. For GNR show or something. Right, right, exactly. And it wouldn't have been like anything to like you know, other than a hey, I'm sorry that happened. You know, I, I don't know. It probably fell out of the package or something like that. Because the the case that it was in was not in the shape that this one is in. This one is like you know one I pulled that I had like one of these little you remember these right with the where you could put the mm-hmm. three discs in them. It was not in this shape, Sean. I think you saw that it was all busted. Yeah, up it was kind of beaten up, wasn't it? Yeah, and I didn't realize that either when I when I initially grabbed it. Um. Uh, I, and again, that's on me. That's and I'm taking full blame for that. But I mean, I told the guy that was running the show, I was like, no, I was like, that's okay. I was like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to take that out of your own pocket. That's not anything that I would expect you to do. And he's like, no, 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 I insist, I insist. I'm like, nah, don't, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll hang on to it. I was like, honestly, the. The first two discs of it are really good. I'm enjoying them. But I was like, I don't have any expectation that you should you should do that. And he's like, well, let me make it up to you and I'll send you or I'll put you on the guest list for like the next show that we have in Buffalo. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever and I was like, gets you. Yeah. Well, and and I'm like, well, your next one's in July. I won't be in town. He's like, all right, how about the November one? I'm like, that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. And that's what you I'm do. okay with that. That guy was trying to do what he could do to kind of, you know, make nice. I mean, the, the admission into the show is like, like what? What was it, John? $3? I think it was three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I get two people, then it's okay, six bucks. And yeah. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he's just trying to make, you know, somebody that was at his show happy. I get it. Yeah, no, and... he's look. He's doing the right thing, and he 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 definitely didn't have to overcompensate for that. And if 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 the entry is three bucks at the next one you go to, and he waves you at the entry fee, I'd say he did you right. You know, that's yeah. that's like he's not really losing out. He's making nice, and you being a smart person, you managed your expectations probably already before this, thinking like ah, I'm probably not going to get it, and you're like, all right, whatever. It's not a big deal at the end of the day. You know, yeah. it wasn't like you lost your car keys or your wallet or something, you know? Right, it wasn't right. Like Dave Mater fucking stole your wallet. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, a little... Do that. No, I don't want that to come back and hear someone hear, hear that and then, like, all of a sudden there's an arrest warrant out for him. The, the Mounties on. go after let's, him. Let's, come on, let's just... Let, let, let's, let's get over it. Dave definitely stole... <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't dave, D- dave and chris it, dave. it was chris and- seymour now chris seymour 100 stole that wallet. they they were complicit in the crime they really needed 150 bucks each yeah i guarantee it so yeah so that that kind of um it, it sucked but I, yeah you're you're absolutely right you said i think you said the phrase that I set my expectations at a certain level for um, maybe recovering the third disc or 
maybe that the um the guy that i bought the set from might have some accountability but it 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 really it does it does um lend a lot of credence to any type of show like you go to like this like whether it's like i said like a uh, comic con or a toy show or uh a record show that you you check and examine what you've purchased to make mm-hmm. sure that it it's what you're expecting yeah. you know i've never gone to a comic con or any show really expecting to find something because i've never been that kind of a comic book reader or anything like that like i i went and got mm-hmm. like signatures for sure and i've kept a lot of those comic book issues just because i think you know like to me that's what it was about but I probably spent more money on shit you could have gotten, like, literally, I like, got the bookstore, you know, and you're just like, oh, I don't have to pay tax on this, you know, so I'm going to pick it up here or whatever, you know. And sometimes you found some cool shit, but, like, yeah, I never really went in with that mindset. So it was always just like, what mm-hmm. can I get? And also, I spent a lot of money getting artwork done. That was right. And that and that to me was like that was a bit more meaningful and like a good use of my money because you were, that money was, you were handing money directly to uh, an artist right there. And they were going to take that money, you know, that was for them. And you were getting something really fucking amazing in return. Like nothing else like it. You own that piece of art. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah. Yeah. So it was a good lesson. And, but you know, I had a good time and I know Sean did. I, I mean, yeah. like I said, at the beginning of the story, I, we both, I think spent way too much fucking money, but that's all right. Uh, not as much, but I mean, I bought a couple Tom Petty things. I had a uh, Santana. Um, I'm trying to think there was somebody else. I, uh, I can't remember what artist I bought. You know what was good? It was very old school, Dylan, was is a lot of the people were willing to barter. I yeah. was just gonna ask you if like people were like kind of comfortable being like because I don't know. I was gonna say, like, you said like some people had like like I was thinking about like how people price this, and I assume they have to just like do research and go online and just have to get some yeah. and they I would imagine like a a good uh record like vinyl collection salesperson we'll call for lack of a better word tries to find kind of like a happy medium you know maybe don't price it too high unless it's super rare or some shit like that don't price it too high but price it just enough that you're going to make a bit of a return on it or something like that or what you think is comfortable but like because i feel like if you see someone selling some record online whatever it is and it's you know, and then you see like, all right, there's like five of them and one's like 65 and this one's 55 and this one's 67. They all kind of float in that range. But then all of a sudden you see one for like 90. You'd be like, well, fuck that person. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Well, it was like, I mean, afterwards. Um, so like we went to a brewery and had some barbecue and it was good and all. But like we were looking up, I looked up, um, I mentioned that I got a Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, vinyl and what I felt good about it is, is that it was factory sealed and it was one of the record store day exclusives, mm. but it was from like eight years ago. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I I paid a good chunk of money for it. I'm not going to lie. But when I looked on eBay at uh, 
the same set and what it was going for on eBay, I went, oh, I got a really good deal on it. Like an exceptionally good deal on it. So I was happy with that. Like when I when I did look some of that stuff up and I went, oh yeah, I did pretty good here. I did pretty good there. Uh, so yeah, it, it was, it, it, it's kind of interesting in that respect. Um, but that's not all that I got from the record show or what I suspect I got from the record show. <laughs> I did have my one regret about it and not getting the Jurassic Park soundtrack for pretty cheap. Oh my God. Uh, you should have, I mean, tell this story because Dylan. I mean, I saw it was like, I thought, what was it? Wasn't it like $2 or something? <laughs> yes. You passed up on it for two bucks? It was, no, a, well, no, it goes uh, further. And I wasn't expecting it to go. Like I was, I was like, "All right, I'll come back and get it. I'll see what else is there." But well, it was a guy that was selling CDs, right? Yeah, but I didn't expect that particular one to like leave. I was like, "All right, it'll, I'll, I'll, I'll find it again. I'll come this back." This guy basically has his CDs in these sorters, thousands of CDs for like two dollars. In all different genres, in no discernible order whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and it was some weird stuff, too. Really, like, incredibly... I bet, you, I bet you he had some fucking wicked heavy metal albums. He could have. Yeah, I, maybe. I mean, like, like the the native sounds of El Salvador was probably one of the discs <laughs> he had, you know? And I mean, that was, was next to, like, Shania Twain, Come On Over, and which was then, like... You know, the Halloween three season of the witch soundtrack. Like it was, yeah. Just, yeah. It, it, it was, it was really like random. So he decides not to get it initially for $2. And then later on in the show, after we've walked around and browsed around at a lot of the booths, he goes back and starts frantically searching. For, for, for like <laughs> frantic, yeah, that, that's a bit of an exaggeration. He was like the T Rex trying to get the kids out of the car. I felt bad, so I'm like I started to try and help him find it. And I literally I spent five or ten minutes at the table looking through the thousands upon thousands of CDs that this guy had and couldn't find it. And then just gave up and left Sean there who had started looking before I was, I was over there and continued to look after I left for like maybe another five or 10 minutes. I think I'll, I'll find it again to no avail. It's not like some like obscure. So, I, it's I'm pretty sure like we have it somewhere on CD. You want you want to give me two bucks and I'll mail you my broke ass case of uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park huh. to you. Maybe uh, Sean will like he's like oh let me appraise it. He'll be like no it's missing the whole fucking front slide. Give that to me for free. Wait, no sleeve or anything. <laughs> it, I, it dude I listened to that CD a lot. Sean, I that. think you could get one at least with the sleeve. And we listen. I swear, like 
the we've way seen the we jewel cases broke too. We used to listen to this oh, boy. CD was we had a CD player that you attached an adapter to that was in a tape and you put it in the tape player. Oh but yeah. The but the yeah, thing I had was that. the tape could only play it, the tape was shorter than the soundtrack so it inevitably cut off like and I never really got to hear the end of the soundtrack for such a long time. Like I'd seen the movie, obviously, but I'm like, right. I wanted to hear it, you know, clear. And then finally, we got a CD player that, that like had a good like set of you know like a good set of headphones or like a boombox that I could listen to. <laughs> it's it's a little different, but it's almost reminiscent of like I think it was like episode of Friends or something, and like. Uh, Phoebe was saying her parents like uh, would only play Old Yeller up to a certain point, but not show the ending. And then like Old Yeller was like on TV, and the uh, the other side of the gang were sort of like they were watching it. And she's like, "No, no, my God, what are they doing?" So like I just had this image of like Dylan's never heard or seen or anything like the ending of like some like classic movies or never heard like the rest of their soundtrack well it would be like in if it was like to put it in the perspective of the movie it'd be like if um i th i feel like it cut off right around in the soundtrack like around the time where like they turn the power back on and then the raptor bursts through the window and you just hear them like shooting at it and then <laughs> and then Hammond's like does that horrifying like scream into the camera where he's just like Gah! and then yeah, <laughs> imagine like that's, that's where it just ends and you <laughs> never know like what the fate of Dr. Grant and it's in the mind's eye you, you never know? know you never know so yeah <laughs> yeah I'll find the dress I'll find the JP soundtrack somewhere else he doesn't want your uh, janky ass copy. Of yeah, I don't. I don't want that. That's okay. We'll find it. Dylan still wants a janky ass copy. Of I it. do. I definitely do. <laughs> that he's going to uh, cut off listening to. Yeah. So I, I, I was going to tell I was going to tell one story, but I'll, I'll kind of jump to something else because it, it to keep along the lines of like music and uh, and uh, buying records and whatnot. Uh, the record store day was recently, Sean. And I know you you went out to our favorite record store, the Record Archive, yeah. which I know D Dylan's been to, mm -hmm. the amazing Record Archive right here in Rochester, New York. And yeah. you bought some tasty selections from there, and uh, it was very uh, a very good record store day for you. Yeah, it was very, uh, very productive. I got everything on my list uh, that I wanted. Um, I've got... Let's see, I got the list here because there's still another record store day drop to come in uh, June. Yeah, I, that's something I was going to bring up is is that because of the supply issues with vinyl, they're, they split it into two different drops this year. So that that's going to happen again, I think, uh, June 18th. Yeah, well, I got uh, Almond Brothers. I got uh, David Bowie. I got Foo Fighters. Elton John, Rolling Stones, Pete Townsend. So it was uh it was really good. It was uh it was a very productive record store day. I 
when I got out there bright and early, about 6.30 in the morning. And there was a good, decent line, about 35, 40 people, I think, ahead of me by my count. Yep. And, yeah, it was cool. nice. And I, <laughs> I wound up going back uh, for uh, a friend of mine. Uh, he didn't quite get... Um, uh records that he wanted at the store that he lined up at um in i think in and around new york and i said well i'm I, you know i'll be heading back into the record archive um and um you know i i went back in line at, because at that point they opened it up for every you know everybody for open shopping like uh, if mm-hmm. the way that they've done it is you know you line up they have set like time slots and you get a ticket you get a pass to go in for a time slot and depending where you are in line is what time slot you get right so i was like the third grouping which is fairly, you know, good. I mean, that early on, and they had everything there except for, well, the Metallica one that Michael, you ultimately got off online, or not Metallica, Kirk Hammett. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I went back, and uh, there were a few that he wanted uh, the Pixies, uh, my friend, he wanted the Pixies, and um. Oh, a couple couple other artists I wasn't really all too familiar with. Um, but yeah, he Venmoed me the money and uh I'll have those for him. And it was funny because I kept going back and like I was able to get like the couple of posters that they had um for the event, including one that the record archive had with Taylor Swift on it. Um and then I won like a uh a canvas bag. And another like uh, like one of those drawstring like backpack type of bags. Nice. Um, at first, yeah. I wanted a Taylor Swift button, but I I didn't really want that, and so somebody else took it, and I got another. They do like a spin the wheel, win a prize type of thing, and I, I did know. actually. I won a ten dollar record archive gift card. Uh, gift card. That's awesome. And one of the spins. So yeah. Yeah, all, so good. Yeah, so I ended up ordering the Kirk Hammett thing from the Metallica website, and then uh, I went I went to Record Archive uh, the following week and got the Allman Brothers one. But Liz was mocking me, um, and I had a question for Dylan uh, about um, about buying records and uh, and something that occurred uh, this week as I had bought like a lot of stuff from band websites and I wanted, there's um, so like I, I had a lot of stuff come in uh, from like UPS and from the U uh, S US postal service and whatnot this week. And I had a question for him. Of really something. Quick, I thought you said from band websites like B A N N E D. Oh no, band! Like, like, like whoa! <laughs> no, like band websites. Like I bought. Um, yeah, I know. I like you bought something like, from like from Pearl like Pearl Jam's website. Or, I yeah. was on the dark yeah. web. Yeah, I was on the dark web. I was looking for the third disc of that Guns N' Roses set on the dark <laughs> web. <laughs> um, so, Dylan, uh, 
Liz was mocking me and she brought up something and I had this question in mind for you because I want to know if something existed in your lifetime. Did the concept or did the, did the, were you aware of a thing called Columbia house? Oh, Columbia house record thing. Yeah. Like the Columbia house record club. Um, I am simply because of how many people on Diary of Doom have talked about it. Oh, so you never you never participated in the Columbia House? No, I think I was too young, and I'm I'm not sure if my mom or my grandparents did. Your mom may have. There's definitely so, a chance that she she was, but I can't confirm or deny it. So Liz, I had all this stuff coming in and she mocked me. She's like, what do you do? Like sign up for Columbia house. And uh, I realized it is such like an aged, like, um, reference. Cause I was, I looked at her and I even said this, I was like, you know what? I bet Dylan doesn't know what Columbia house is or Columbia house didn't really exist by the time he was of age to do this. So the concept was, and I don't know if any of your Diarrhea Doom people explained it to you, really, but you would... It's just like you a, would, it's a subscription service, basically. Right, but you would pay one penny, and you would pick out, like, 10 or 12 albums. And they did it in various iterations. At one point, it was... Yeah. It literally was vinyl albums, like, back in the 70s. <laughs> to confirm, Another, my mom says, oh, yes. Yeah, Another time, it was audio cassettes when those mm -hmm. were first in. in... <laughs> she said she owed them tons of money. <laughs> okay. And then eventually it became CDs. Yeah. And what you would do is, you, yeah, you would get 12 CDs for a penny, but then you owed them to purchase uh, like five additional CDs at full price. And their full price wasn't like what you would buy a CD now for if you right. did. Like, it wasn't in that 10 to $15 range. It was like $20 a disc. Yeah. So that's how they made their money. You really didn't get those 10 CDs for a penny. Right. You, right. you were signed up like on like a mail order contract type thing. And the other trick is, is they would bill you like if you you would get this catalog like like once a month with like all these different CDs and albums that you could pick from to order. And if you didn't send some like a little card back saying, no, I don't want this month's selection, automatic selection, you would get that month's automatic selection and be billed for it. And it could be anything. Yeah. yeah. It was it was quite the racket back then. But a lot of people would like sign up like for it multiple times under all sorts of different names, like their dog's name and their cat's name, you know, and get all of, all their CDs for nothing. Yep. Sounds like that's something my mom did. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I wanted to bring that up before I kind of dove into the next thing I wanted to tell you about that. The other thing I got from the record show. Verona? Yes. <laughs> um, or so I suspect. So we went to that show the week before Easter, Sean, and uh, I was fine for the most part all the way up through till like, what? You came over Friday, like Good Friday, right? The, 
So you came over that that Friday, the following Friday, the Friday before Easter, and yeah. already at that point, I was kind of sniffly a, a bit. But we did um, we did a willing sacrifice. Yeah, we had really awful salted licorice balls. Ugh. Yeah, they they weren't very good. And uh, and then we went out. This is the bad part, Dylan, and this is the part that I kind of feel bad about. We went out Saturday. Sean and I went and saw a band at a local music venue. And I was, I was, you know, my nose was running a little bit. But I couldn't tell, like, if it was a cold or allergies or what. But yeah. I, my nose was definitely runny, and I was a little sneezy. It was tough. It's tough because, I mean, to tell with the allergies, because I get it, too, where, like, and the weather's been extremely changeable around here, especially like that week yeah. in the last few weeks where mm -hmm. it's been it's been warm, it's been cold, it's been rainy, it's been, you know, all over the place. So when that happens, I know for me, my allergies go haywire. Yeah. My sinuses go all over the place. And then Sunday was Easter, and we went over to our parents' house for Easter dinner and not much of a change. Really. I just kind of, you know, after the night that we had, when we went out, we saw a band play. I didn't really drink all that much. You know, like I, I tried one beer that you brought over and that was it. And then I just drank, I think water for the rest of the day and kind of just hung out in the living room, but we talked with people and we had a good time and everything, but I was still kind of like just sniffly and a little sneezy and just kind of just kind of like just laid back, you know, and just didn't really do a whole lot. Monday I went to work. <laughs> this is the like I said, I, I, I in hindsight, I'm like, OK, I probably should have had tested maybe Sunday morning. Yeah. And I went to work and still kind of the same, just runny nose, a little sneezy. But that's it. And I was just like, all right, I just got like a cold or something, right? Tuesday morning, finally, Liz is just like, you know what? She's like, this has been hanging on you for like a couple of days now. Maybe you should take a test. So I took one of the uh, at-home tests that the government uh, mailed us. And it immediately came back positive, like within a minute or two. And I was just like, oh, oh. Okay, so, you know, I start texting work and getting in contact with people like Sean that I've been in contact with the whole weekend and, you know, and so on. And everybody did tests and everybody came back negative and that, that was good. Even people at work did tests and they came back negative. So I was like, all right, that's, that's good and all. I want to go back to the test, though, because these fucking things that they sent us were so infuriating. Oh, with, like, the, the squirt? Okay, yes. So it has this little, like, polymetal, like, little plastic, I don't even know what you call it, with the li liquid inside this thing where you, you yeah, turn and tear off the top of it, and then you have to... Put a nozzle in it. Well, no, you put that liquid into another bottle. Mm-hmm. That you had to fill up to a certain height, and then you do your swab, and no, you take your the one that I have. you take your swab, 
and you put it into the bottle that you filled up with the liquid and you swirl it around and then you close, you, you take the swab out, obviously, you close the top and then you put three drops of the solution plus your, your swabby mucus, swabby shit into the testing kit thing. And then that comes back with your test result. The infuriating thing is this little tiny thing. I mean, it is like maybe the size of a dime that you're trying to squeeze this liquid out and you're put trying to put it into this like container that has this small little opening. And it was so infuriating to try and do, especially with my large hands. I can imagine. See, ours are a little bit different. It's like ours comes with a little like plastic or whatever vial of the solution. And it has a little aluminum strip on it that you rip off. And then you put like a little eyedropper piece in after you do your swab and you mix it all around and make your little science yeah. kit. And then you put the little knob on it and then you squirt that into the thing that yeah. that goes. You know what I'm thinking about, though, now that I'm thinking about, like, the process that they gave you, I wonder if you could have, like, taken the the thing that was, like, the end of the bottle and used it, like, turned it, like, taken it off of the bottle, turned it upside down, and used it as a funnel to funnel the liquid into the empty bottle. I don't know. I think you probably could have, and it probably would have saved me. So... The, the liquid that you were putting into the bottle, they give you two of those and two, two full-on tests. Each of the time that I've taken those ones that they've sent us in the mail, I've used up both things of the little liquid because I can't fill the bottle up high enough because it's so infuriating to try and fill the bottle and you end up spilling it on the outside. It was just, dude, you're already not feeling well and you're being asked to like perform fucking like like a scientific experiment like Mike's with like consensus is just fuck covid i hate it <laughs> like fucking like you're you're asked to do these scientific experiments with like your fucking nasal swabs and, <laughs> and this fucking little dropper with this liquid that you're supposed to get out of this little packet thing and it's just like you don't want any part of it you're already feeling like shit you know yeah. uh, well, you could have like gone to a, a place and gotten it done I could have, but Liz was pretty insistent that I get it done like first thing Tuesday morning after right. I woke up and I wasn't feeling very well. So well, yeah, that's I what mean, we, that's what we had. Call. Now we did have when, uh, so Jim was actually asking me, he's like, and I don't understand. He's like, how did you test negative on Tuesday? And then you were, or you tested positive on Tuesday. And then by Friday evening, you were testing negative. I didn't give him the whole timeline when I messaged right. you guys that I kind of started to feel like not so good, maybe Friday, Saturday ish. Mm -hmm. So kind of like you wrapped it around to Tuesday. It makes a little bit more sense. Sure. So the one I took on Friday was one of like the fancy Binax ones mm -hmm. and those fucking things. Those are like the good ones. Like, yeah. Like those have the solution in the thing that you're already going to use as the dropper. Yeah, that's what we have. Yeah, 
those fucking things, those are the be- those are the good ones. Yeah. These fucking ones that the government set out are fucking bullshit, man. They're horrible. Now your symptoms didn't get all that much worse than what they were, right? Like they didn't like they didn't get progressively worse. They kind of like stayed sort of where they were. Correct. Like Jim was asking me about fatigue and uh and all sorts of stuff and then like I know a lot of people lose like taste and smell and didn't really have any of that. Just it felt like a bad cold. And I don't know if it's like this new variant or what, but it that's kind of what it felt like. Well, you also got the vaccine, so. This is true. And I think you got to kind of attribute um, uh, some of that and like the, the um, what I actually felt like, you know, because of the vaccine, I think it helps a bit. Oh, definitely. I know my boss said probably, like her. And probably helped reduce the spread of it, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I know my boss said like her daughter um, came down with uh, COVID and uh, her symptoms were very similar to mine and she's, she's boosted as well. Yeah. So that was part of the reason why we hadn't recorded in a little bit. Um, Although by like Wednesday and Thursday, I was kind of bored. Yeah. And I wasn't really feeling all like horrible. Like I, I was just kind of like just by like Wednesday evening, I was just kind of over it. You know what I mean? And it was just all right. I don't want to get anybody sick, so I'm just going to be safe and not really like go around any people. And even like Liz kind of stayed away from me. And we kind of I anytime I used anything that was like communal, like say like the toilet and you know the bathroom and whatnot, I I wiped everything down with antibacterial wipes or like if i used the down with toilet paper (laughs) yeah that too yep i made there was shit all over the toilet so i could wipe it down and (laughs) (laughs) yeah the covid (laughs) exactly yep kill the covid with feces that's that's the solution that we have yep or like the sink out in the kitchen or the, if I went into the refrigerator, that sort of thing, you know, like I, I yeah. I'd make sure I wiped everything down that I touched any surface, uh, any surface items, you know, drawers, like, you know, in the kitchen, you know, like if I got silverware out or whatever. Yeah. So we tried to do a lot of preventative maintenance as you know, the, the week wore on. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, pretty much back to normal yeah oh yeah i um i worked from home let like a week ago mon like today's monday that we're recording on and last monday i worked from home and then i went right back into the office on tuesday and i i was in the office ever since so yeah so that's that's where we're at with that and yeah i feel fine feel good uh went out with uh Went out with Sean and uh, our friends Lee and Rob and uh, Matt over the weekend. And we went to a uh, we went to a beer festival, which was fun. Uh, it, it and I'll give you a reference point, Dylan. It's a place that you've been to. It was uh, on the bridge, uh, just outside the Jenny Brew House. Oh, with all the wasps. Yeah. 
Well, the bridge that goes over where the waterfall yeah. and all that is. It, well, that's it, a good. Well, so you're you're outside. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, thankfully for us, the beer festival wasn't very well attended. <laughs> uh, probably well, not got, good. That's got like you know, like in addition to just like you know being safe, you're probably like, hey, this isn't this isn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, probably not so good for the people that ran it, but yeah, good yeah. for us, I guess. Yeah, yeah, had a good time. Yeah, it was good. Although they only, they oddly only had like one porta potty on either end of this like long like stretch. Like yeah, one from end, one, from one, one end of the bridge and the other at the other end of the bridge, and I'm like, actually, they had two at the one end. Oh, did they have two? Yeah, although the one was out of toilet paper. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, because I suppose he could have been the uh, right one and gone into the brew house, which I think a lot of people opted to do. Yeah. Uh, but just the, uh, they it just didn't seem well prepared. But it was fun nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have I have a couple more things, but uh, Sean, uh, I know we mentioned it. You're you're headed out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming up, where where are you headed to? Um, going down to, uh, Myrtle beach, um, actually kind of shifted my plans like a little bit, uh, shortly before, uh, we hopped on here this evening. And, uh, um, so it's for a bachelor party weekend. Uh, somebody I knew, um, from like my fraternity, like, uh, a little bit after I was there, maybe like, a kind of, uh, a couple, you know, a few years after I had left and, um, you know, so a bunch of us, eight, I think eight or nine of us uh, have like a Airbnb down at Myrtle Beach um, from basically Thursday through uh, we leave all leave Monday morning. So uh, a nice long weekend. Um, That's and, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, my plan was always like to drive down. I mean, I know, I, I think I've said on this pod, like I don't do so well with flying. Mm -hmm. Um, so driving didn't seem that bad. I mean, I drove down to Disney, uh, in November. So this is like not as long as that. So, um, originally, I mean, I was like thinking like, okay, am I driving myself uh, but then we kind of uh, paired up like other guys sort of, you know, we kind of like paired up with other people. Um, and I'm driving down with one of the guys in uh, from Syracuse. Um, so that's nice. Um, yeah. So him and I originally, I was going to go out to his house and stay there Wednesday night. And then we were going to leave like first thing Thursday morning, like very early, like 4 a.m. And then do the whole trip in one shot um one shot oh yeah your hey. video uh, came up today or hey, or you said hey. mentioned that it was um so uh he texted me today and was like well you know do you want to go down there wednesday or thursday and i said well you know we'd have to stop and like at a hotel if we did wednesday because you know we can't uh go to the airbnb until thursday so um, he said, I'm fine with that. And the more I kind of thought about it, I was like, you know, 
12, 12, 13 hours in a car. That's a long, long time to be in a car. That's a Um, lot of gas. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be a lot of gas either which way. No, I'm in in the car. Oh, (laughs) yeah, probably. Uh, A lot lot of. Yeah. Um, So. It was that guy. It was that guy. It was him. (laughs) There's only two of us, Sean. We, uh, you know, uh, we decided this evening, I mean, I was texting back and forth with them and I said, look, you know, I mean, if you're good to do it, I'm fine with it. Um, we can pick a good halfway point or something, maybe less than halfway or whatever, more than halfway. Um, and I had it in my mind, uh, when I was thinking of driving myself was stopping in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, now Richmond has a lot of like great breweries that I've heard about. Um, mm-hmm. some one I'm familiar with, which I, I didn't even realize Hardywood was there. Um, but, uh, the veil and, uh, the answer are, uh, both in, uh, Richmond, Virginia. So, um, I p- jumped on the hot wire, um, saw like a good priced, uh, cheap, cheap hotel value. And, uh, I mean, the, the name of the, the area that it was in and the name of like the proposed hotels were all like kind of name brand, like Hilton Garden Inn, Wingate those types radisson i was like all right i feel comfortable with all those we'll go ahead i'll do the blind draw and uh wound up yeah got a hotel um less than 100 bucks for uh um wednesday uh evening all right so like we're gonna get down to myrtle and yeah i was looking up and i saw that there was a lot of uh um like uh but, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of golf courses to begin with down there. You know that, right? Like it's a yeah, it's like a, it's like a uh, destination type thing for people. Like especially like companies, they go down there and they'll like have like conventions and whatnot. And then part of the conventions, they'll do like a golf tournament or some such shit like that. But like what they also have done with that to kind of like so they kind of make it like for families is to go along with all the golf courses. They've added in all of like these mini golf courses as well. And when I've been down there for work, like I mentioned it to you, like there's like 50 some odd mini golf courses in like the Myrtle Beach area. Yeah, down 50. <laughs> it's oh, just insane. Was, uh, I th- yeah. Oh, wait, you said 50 mini golf, right? Yeah, there's, I think there's somewhere maybe in the neighborhood of like a hundred something regular golf courses like in the area yeah there, like there's some cool ones there's like a jurassic uh it's not a, like jurassic park theme because i mean they can't use that but uh it's like all dinosaur themed and then there's like a captain oh, yeah. hook okay. one and there's like a whole bunch of like different ones that i looked up and i mean some of the group that we're going with they like to <laughs> they like to golf like like actual golf and then some of us are like, no, I've never played or, you know, they, they're not into like regular golfing. Um, Dylan, did you say you wanted to go to a Donald Trump one? No, I said, do you think there's a Trump one? But I mean like a Trump <laughs> mini golf one. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be fucking weird. This is the biggest and best mini golf 
discourse of all time. It's huge. Well, and I think we're going to go to uh, like Top Golf was one of the plans. Um, have you ever heard of Top Golf? I have. I think it's what a, it's like a concept where like you could do like virtual reality golfing, but they also have like maybe like a bar and restaurant kind of thing with it too, or something, right? I don't know if well, I don't know if all if all of them are like virtual. I mean, the one that I've gone to and it was in Arizona. It was actual. It wasn't virtual. It was um, you. Uh, I mean, you basically get like a spot. Like think of like a bowling alley. How you kind of have like a maybe a U-shaped area that you sit in, and then oh, there's okay. like a driving range. Oh, okay. You can hit right. balls out into like the driving range, but like as you're seated there, you can uh, uh, get you know snacks and drinks and stuff like that, like served there. So I had people that don't like you know golf, golf like traditional golf you know, could hit balls if they want. It's the golf you play when you want to get drunk and play golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why the fuck yeah. is someone from fucking Buffalo calling me? What? Look. look. 716. I don't I know. It? You should. <laughs> See what they want. Put him on the podcast. Hello. Oh, it's a it's Marriott Hotels. Are you staying in Buffalo? It <laughs> didn't tell us. Yeah, duh, I'm on a venture. <laughs> Not an adventure, just a venture. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it's kind of fun in that way, Sean. Like it. When, when you do something with that, though, and you have, like, a lot of people um, that you're doing stuff with to kind of, like, have, like, a delicate balance of things for everybody, you know, uh, as far as, like, activities you might do or, thing, like, restaurants you might go to or whatnot. The thing is, is, I mean, like, with, like, a place like Myrtle Beaches, there is definitely something for everybody. And, uh, you know, yeah. everybody, I think, will have, like, a really good time. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been, I don't even remember if we, did we go down there as kids? No, no, no? I, I hadn't been there until like I went there for work. Like I've been there like three, four times for work. And I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've been down there. No, at all. So like, I mean, this is kind of new to me and I get, it's like a lot of like touristy type stuff and everything, which I. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably get a kick out of it. So, some of it's very, um, it's very repetitive after a while. Like when you drive down, like some of the routes there, you'll see like the, it literally looks like the same strip mall over and over and over again. It it can get really repetitive. I'm guessing there's well, a lot of wax museums. Uh I think there's at least a few. Yeah, I. Yeah, somebody at work was telling me about like a uh, alligator uh, reserve there, so I was interested in like looking into that and researching that. So no, um, but yeah, no, oh, we're, we're you know have... who I think has I think has a thing there or did Dylan was uh, your good buddy uh, Doc Antle. Oh yeah, that fucking weirdo. 
Yeah, one of the guys from uh, Tiger King has yeah, don't a. Go uh, to the Tiger oh, don't go to the. Don't go to Doc Antle's thing. Yeah, he might welcome you into his harem. <laughs> I wonder if that's the gator thing. It could, it could be. be. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you'll have a good time. I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be and, fun. Yeah, you'll you'll have a lot of fun experiences there, and. It, you know, I'd love for you to report back and, you know, let us know what you think of like the breweries and, uh, you know, some of the, uh, some of the things down in Myrtle beach are like, just really like yeah. weird and different. Like there's some, even some, um, it's very classic. Like there's a lot of like performance halls where like, uh, the musical acts regularly perform there. Like, uh, Almost like uh, like Branson, Missouri style and shit like that. There's a lot of weird things there, like things I wouldn't be in, like interested in at my age, and I don't think you would be either. When you said performance halls, I was going to be like, just call them strip clubs. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a ton of those too. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a fuck ton of those. I think. Well, what are you going to do on the way back up? Where are you stopping somewhere? I thought maybe you were stopping somewhere. Or, or, no, uh, no, or are you just making stopping anywhere? Oh, you're just gonna you're gonna do the drive straight through all the way home, huh? I think so. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I've I assume. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, I think like getting down there, it'll be kind of. Uh, uh, it'll be good to break up the trip because I don't think you'll be as tired. Yeah. Well, I think getting down there, it'll be kind of a thing of like we'll want to like you know, be fresh for getting down there. Uh, but mm -hmm. the trip back up, I mean, I think it's more of a thing of like, okay, we'll leave. And I mean, I, I left a buffer uh, for when I go back to work. That's good. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that'll definitely give you, I mean, it, you know, it's one of those things I think like when sometimes we don't, um, we don't stop like, if we're tired or whatever. So if like, if you gave yourself a buffer, it might be a good idea to, you know, like maybe, uh, maybe take a break or whatever, at least, or even stop for like a meal or something like that, you know, like, like a sit down meal somewhere. Yeah. 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 yeah I think, yeah. I mean, we've, you know, might do that. Um, yeah. But then of course, I mean, going through those, you know, me and I like my out of area fast food. So, if there's oh, if, yeah. there's if there's something I can grab in like the Carolinas or uh, Virginia or something that I can't quite get up here, um, hmm. I'll be down with that. Should look up maybe like uh, Smithfield Barbecue. Be some of that like uh, weird Carolina barbecue. Dylan, did you have anything for us tonight? Yeah. Um, well, one. One thing that's like cool, and then just like a weird thing that happened at work a little bit ago. I don't remember precisely when, but I finally went to a hockey game at MSG. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was good. It, it was a kind of a weird experience um, getting in there, but like it was a Rangers Winnipeg Jets game. The Rangers uh, beat the Jets in a shutout, I believe. It was 3 0. Um, and uh, the commissioner of pol the police came out and dropped the puck. It was that was kind of odd. Um, 
Rangers are really about the cops. But getting in there, they were using an automated ticker for like the, that would scan the tickets. And it was like, you know, most people are using on the, like an app on their phone. And I was going with a friend and he got them through work. And like they had like maybe four of these scanners set up in this complete bottleneck of a hallway that was that had traffic from two air like two hallways coming into it oh shit and it was just like creating such like a just a blockage like it was just it was not the best like it took us a while to get there and people were just like what the fuck is this shit yeah it was just like not efficient instead of just having like a boop, you know hand scanner or something like that like i get why they have it but it was just very inefficient because people were like closing out the ticket app and bringing up like their credit card or something like that or they're bringing up apple pay or whatever so it was just not functional at all yeah that, that kind of blows yeah but the game itself was was good i had a good time we had good seats so I was that's just cool happy to, i was just happy to cross that off my my like bucket list you know yeah cool um, but this was a weird thing that happened at work and i don't know i'll be interested to see what you guys think of it um this happened like a week or two ago but uh, I was working, I think I was just there by myself, like either my coworker had gone out to do a delivery or I was just like watching the store before she showed up. And this guy comes in who, and he says that supposedly he is from the New York Post. And so this was on a Saturday. He came into work during the day shift and he didn't provide any credentials, nor did he say his name. He just said he worked there. He was looking for someone, so he showed me his picture on his phone, and he told me his name. I I think I remember the name, but I'm not going to say it. I was just, like, immediately felt very suspect of him because just no credentials, no notepad or recorder, no name given, no tag, nothing. Uh, so I just said... I had no idea who the man in question was and you know so he said okay thanks and left and he just seemed generally confused as to where he was or what he was doing so my guess is that he didn't work for the post but like i don't know that was just fucking really weird huh i mean it's brooklyn it could be performance art but like no but seriously like it was just so strange you know what i mean i feel like you're on like a hidden camera show or something yeah, that seems really weird. Yeah, yeah, like was it, if I had like said like yes or gave something, was he gonna just like all of a sudden like was he gonna like was there like fucking was like was he auditioning for Impractical Jokers and was like Sal and the other and and Q and the other guys just like in the thing just be like all right now get ready to throw the mustard at him. <laughs> I don't know the mustard. I don't know, or whatever stupid thing they do on that show, you know? So, I don't know. That was just fucking bizarre. But, yeah, that, so that was just a couple of weird things that happened in my life. But, uh, yeah, I'm going, to, um, I'm going to two music festivals, actually, this month. I'm going to Desert Fest, which is local to me. It's uh, at the Knockdown Center uh, in Queens. So just, Did you confuse it with Dessert Fest? No. Sarah's they're just certain. <laughs> They're just uh, serving uh, tiramisu's and uh, cake and cake and ice cream. Um, so I'm going to that. It was it was a three day fest when it's the, yeah. So it, it happened. It, we went to the uh, 
we went to the first one in 2019, and then it got obviously got bumped back a couple of years due to COVID. So finally, it's being held, uh, and it's now a four day event with a small Thursday concert at St. Vitus, and then it goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and a lot of good bands playing. Uh, some bands have had to drop off, uh, notably. Uh, some of the because they like are Ukrainian and they're kind of going through some difficult. They're a little busy yeah. right now. Yeah, a little bit busy. Um, but plenty of other good bands playing, so sh I'm sure it'll be a fun, good weekend. Um, apply for a press pass, but we'll see what happens. Just because I wanted to take pictures, but whatever. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and then I'm also and I'm going to two more shows right. I'm, right after that um and then at the end of the month i'm going down to baltimore to what may possibly be the final maryland death fest ever which is a music festival that's been going on for like 23 years or something like that and uh, it sort of set the standard for a, an american uh heavy metal festival and how they would kind of be operated and curated in the future they've, they've had a lot of big more underground stuff, like definitely uh, catered to like underground bands as opposed to something like Carolina Rebellion, Mike, you know, I'm sure there could be some light crossover, but probably not that much. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm um, going to that. I made a snap decision last year to do that. And then um, and uh, just found out recently that they're probably calling it quits because they've just been this just been difficult for them to do over the last couple of years. Um, so that should be pretty fun and, uh, gonna, I think see our friend Trevor for a little bit. I'll be crashing at his place cause he lives pretty close by, which is nice. That's cool. So that'll be, that'll be cool. should be a good time. I'll, I'll definitely have to report back on those. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll have some stories. Yeah. So we'll see. we shall see. Yeah. Well, I had one more thing that happened. Um, a week or so ago that I, I wanted to bring up to you guys. And it, it was kind of funny. I, th I felt um, it, 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 it had its roots uh, kind of like in a little bit of a, like a Seinfeldian kind of thing. And then I felt like it transitioned into like another pop culture reference at one point. Uh, but I wanted to run it by you. Um, I was out. Um, uh I was out in the yard doing some yard work uh, this time of year. It's a lot about like doing yard pickup and whatnot. Just make, you know, trying to get everything, you know, cleaned up from, you know, the winter and early spring with all the wind and rain and everything that we had and just trying to get all that cleaned up. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, from fall to, spring one of the first times you see like your neighbors out and about like after all the weather and everything and so um i'm walking around the yard and i walk between uh my garage and the next door neighbor's house and the neighbor as i'm walking past he stops me to do a stop and chat and i had my uh, wireless earbuds in my ears and i was listening to some music and i go to pull the one earbud out of my ear and as I pull it, pull it out of my ear, I fumble it in my hand and end up dropping it onto the ground somewhere. And it was, um, 
it was basically the color of it's like uh, black and gray. And so I'm going to kind of show you what the other one looks like. So it kind of, kind of looks like that, you know, it's yeah, one of those it's like impossible to find. Yeah. So he's like, Oh shit. I saw that happen. <laughs> and he's like, we're going to find this thing for the next 20 minutes. Our lives then turned into what amounted to, if you've ever seen the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And it looked like us, like, combing through the grass, like we were, like, Wayne Zielinski, like, looking through the blades of grass, looking for, like, a wireless earbud, just combing through the individual blades, trying to find the thing. We both sat there for 20 minutes looking for the thing and could never find it. Um and it was just, it was kind of funny. He's like, oh my God. He's like, this shit just bothers me. <laughs> he was more worried about the $25 pair of earbuds that I lost one half of than I was. Because, like, I went in the house, like, after we were done and just ordered another pair and I ordered a pair that was similar to the color of the headset that you have on, Sean. Like mm -hmm. a bright, bright red color. <laughs> that way, the next time I drop them on the ground, I'll actually be able to see them. Stand out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So, it was so funny, though. It literally, like, the only thing we were missing from being Wayne Zielinski was, like, the harness and having, like, the uh, the magnifying glasses in front of our eyes. Otherwise, we were just all both of us were sitting there like looking in the grass, like just like with our like hands in front of us, just kind of like this, you know, going, oh, I can't find it. Bringing out all these tools like he brought out a high powered magnet to try and see if because it, it, you know, like when you put it in these, it magnetizes to where the charger is in the little case. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was looking for it that way. No dice. Yeah, literally 20, 25 minutes out there just looking for the thing. And of course, like I tried raising the volume of the music I was listening to all the way up to the highest level. You can't hear the music unless you have the earbud in your ear. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of, it was unfortunate, but it was also kind of funny at the same time. I haven't seen them since because I want to show them like the next time I go out there. I want to show him, hey, look at the color I got now and show him the red, like the bright red pair I got. Cause just, and it was all because I did the stop and chat with him, you know? <laughs> and that's why he felt bad. What's that? Was the conversation worth it? No, we never had the conversation. Oh, right. <laughs> we never did. We, we totally went, he was, he asked me a question. I didn't hear what it was. And then I dropped the earbud. And we immediately dropped the conversation, much like I dropped the earbud into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was what it was, Dylan. You know, it's just what happened. Yeah. But that's what's been going on, man. That's that's what's been going on in life. And it's been uh, quite the month, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be quite the month for us ahead, so. Oh, Yeah. We do. We still do have some plans to do our uh, Jaws rewatch, and we'll we'll get that going after maybe after Sean gets back from Myrtle Beach. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's best that Sean doesn't watch Jaws before going to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> yeah, he might be afraid to go back in the water. 
Don't go in the water. Don't go in the water. I think it'll be fine. Well, that's fine. Yeah. The shark will follow him back home to Rochester. Yeah. Again, the revenge. And then it'll be in Lake, in Lake Ontario. Yeah. Oh, this kind of shark. It's a freshwater shark. <laughs> it's a land shark. Yeah. It's a floating shark. It's a flying shark. Now there's a problem. Oh, boy. Then we are getting into some Sharknado kind of bullshit, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, what do you say? Why don't we get out of here, boys? I think this is a good episode. A lot of fun tonight. And uh, we'll uh, we'll hit it up the next time we hit it up. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Yeah. You want to check out any of our uh, bullshit? You know where to get the bullshit from. You sure do. I sure yeah. do. Yeah. Straight from Find... pig's anus. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where now you can play on our brand new mini golf course. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where you can pick up our soundtrack on CD for two bucks. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, wait, that's the wrong song. That's <laughs> like, that's Jurassic Park. <laughs> that's Home Alone. <laughs> I'm too tired. Thanks for uh, thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where you where now you'll get a free poke with every meal. Wow! Oh. Wait, a pokeball? No, a poke. No, a um, poke. Just a poke. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ. With every meal, we'll sign you up for Columbia House. <laughs> Jesus. And then you'll, uh, you'll owe us and Columbia House money. Yes. All right. We'll see you all next time. Have a good night.